Springfield's Talk 1041. I am Nick Reed, and I would love to welcome you all to the show. There is 53 minutes left for free breakfast if you're a first responder out here at Scramblers. A huge thank you to them. Pyramid Roofing, Barker's Frame and Collision. And we also have still some pairs of passes if you want to see the live Broadway performance of Annie at Juanita K next Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. We have... We've got those for you, so uh, just come on by and grab a pair of those if you'd like to. In fact, if you have a family of four, I think we can probably get you hooked up with that as well if you would like. Streaming live, KSGF.com, the American Transmissions Talk and Text Line, 447-KSGF. Let's jump over and get the latest news update. From Color 10 and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. As Veterans Week winds down in Branson, everyone is gearing up for the big parade tomorrow that will get started downtown on Saturday morning. It's considered to be one of the longest-running veterans parades in the country, and this is the 91st year. The Veterans Day Parade in Branson is the last event in a week of activities honoring the men and women who have served our country. Governor Mike Parson will also be in attendance. A man from Springfield has pleaded guilty to stealing nearly $80,000 from the Missouri Institute of Natural Science. Daniel Pomeroy took money directly out of the museum's account. He also fraudulently collected COVID relief funds, applying for and receiving over $38,000 in paycheck protection loans. He pleaded guilty to wire fraud and faces 20 years in prison. From Color 10 News and Fox 49, I'm Jesse Inman. First alert forecast sponsored by St. Clair of the Ozarks Home Improvements from Color 10 Fox 49. Meteorologist Tom Schmidt. Sunny 60 for a high today. Clear 36 tonight, tomorrow. Cloudy, a high of 57 and just a bit warmer on Sunday with some sunshine, a high of 63. Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. It was great to see you at happy hour. Yes. It it was was hopping. It was. I had not been able to make it to happy hour in for a long while. Several months. We were um, slaves to the Friday night kids' sports routine. So now that that is over, we have our Friday nights back. And so it was great to pop in and see everybody. And then we stayed for dinner. My my son is obsessed with Chef Tiny and, and the oh, restaurant. No so, oh yeah, he's That's cool. Chef Tiny is a celebrity in his eyes. Oh, so, how neat is that? Yep. So we've had many a celebrate celebration dinners mm. at Retro Metro, and so it was oh, very great. Very yeah. good. Well, everyone, I you know bothered you on the way out. Just wanted to say no. hey to you as you guys were sitting down, and and uh, they seemed to be enjoying themselves. Never everyone. a bother. You know, Sarah just told me I you know I had an idea and I wanted to text you, but it was Saturday. Please text me, call me, carrier pigeon, whatever. You know, if people ever want to just say hi or have questions, you know, if I can answer it, I will. Right. And if I can't, I won't until yeah. I'm able to do right. so, you know. So um, people always, you know, apologize because they feel like they're bothering me and they're not at all. So I welcome any any questions or anything like that. But it was so good to see everybody and yeah. be out amongst our group. So Indeed. What's up? Gosh, you know, we're just getting ready um, for the holidays. You know, right now, if people are looking to buy a home, they're wanting to be in before Christmas. So we're kind of in that end-of-the-year rush. Um, I still get asked a lot. You know, even just this morning, I was talking to a gentleman here at breakfast, and, you know, I kind of get these fly-by questions of, hey, what's land selling for? What's my sure. house worth? Well, it, it really depends. I can't just give you a number, you know, off the hip. It depends if you're, you know, are you in Highlandville? We're selling land in Highlandville right now for 10000 an acre. Are you in Rogersville? Are you in Willard? It just really depends 
where you are. And then if you have a home, you know, the best way for me to give you a true value of what it's worth is not only pulling comparable data, but getting into your home in person, walking through it with you, seeing what needs to be done or what, you know, if we need to do some staging things to get it ready. Um, that's really the best way I can give you a pretty surefire number. And I'm pretty accurate with what I think your home is worth and what it actually sells for. I kind of pride myself on closing day to go back in my file with my clients say, hey, remember we met four months ago and I told you this price? Look, I was only off by $20. This is, you're, only, you're walking away with $20 more yeah. than what I predicted. You know, so I like to go through all the numbers, um, walk my clients through an estimated proceeds worksheet so they really see, okay, if we sell my house for X amount, what does that mean at the end of the day? How much am I going to have to pay in taxes, closing mm. fees, and all of that? So, well, I wish I could just give you a number, you know, here at Scramblers, it's, it's best for us to actually meet and talk about what you have and then, you know, get eyes on the property as you well. You could just make their day and be like, 1.2 million. I mean, so gosh, like, that's insane. You've not even seen it. Well, you asked. But then when it doesn't sell for <laughs> yeah, that, right. here come the one-star reviews of how right. I'm awful at my job and I don't know mm. what I'm talking about and I sold you some blue sky number. So um, as we've talked about before, I'm very, very transparent. You know, I if your home doesn't sell, it's my fault because I didn't price it right or I didn't tell you things out of the gate that needed to be done. Um, one point with that, too, I wanted to bring up, we have noticed such a huge issue now that marijuana is legal in Missouri. When I'm showing houses to a client, oh, my gosh, walking in and just we are hit in the face with really? the smell. Yes. So, you know, I, I do not care what people do right. or don't do or whatever. It's your home. However, if you are wanting to sell it, sure. please stop smoking marijuana in your house. Right, because yeah. I have clients with a young son. We had to walk out of the house. Like, it had, it was so strong. Everyone felt nauseous. You well, know, and when and you're it's just, in it all the time, I don't, you, you, you don't smell blind. it. You don't yeah, smell you go it. nose blind, you do. Yep. And some people think, well, if I smoke in my garage, even if it's cigarettes, <laughs> people right. smell it. And that, you know... Um, it really hurts a property when that smell is so strong, whether it's pets, cigarettes, marijuana. You know, people judge your house based on how well, it smells. Sure. And we were in that one house. It probably might have worked great for my clients, but we were so overwhelmed by the smell right. of weed that we didn't even go downstairs and look in the basement. We and were, then you we guys all went and had pancakes. Right, yeah. We all, <laughs> we all had a secondhand high with our eight-year-old <laughs> child. So, but, um, but that's probably my biggest piece of advice right now that I don't think people realize is that smells are a big thing. Mm. So again, if you're selling your house too, maybe don't cook fish. Right, you or know, sauerkraut. Or, or Brussels sprouts. You, know, you really have to think about all the different senses that a buyer is going to experience coming through your house. They're going to look at it. They're going to smell it. You know, and sometimes when I open the storm door and I'm, you know, working with the lockbox to get the key out, we can smell those things already yeah. that are kind of trapped between nope. the doors. Yeah. So a buyer, you know, buyers judge a book by its cover, but then when they're hit with the smell in the face, they're, yeah. they're pretty much done. So yeah. that's probably my biggest advice right now for anybody. Very, very Regardless where you live. Yeah. Be mindful of what you are cooking, yeah. smoking, and doing in your house. All right. Very good. Well, yeah. it's great to see you. You too. Thanks Hope you have you a great weekend, yeah. of course. Fantastic. And, of course, we've got all your contact info uh, at ksgf.com. People have any of those sorts of questions. Absolutely. Happy to be a resource anytime. All right, Emily Johnson, House Theory Realty. I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041. I came across this story with a headline, and the whole thing is somewhat fascinating. Former USWNT star Carly Lloyd admits losing to under-15 boys team, quote, yes, it's true. 
Lloyd's U.S. Women's National Team career spans 17 years. Now, this is U.S. Women's Team, and out of the gate, the reason that this story itself in the headline, as it's presented, is insightful to me is because I did not realize I get, well... There are many of us who who have known this. For this isn't a, something that is new information. Now, if you you may not know the background of this, this oftentimes comes up during the debate of allowing men who want to identify as women to compete against women, and there are some people who still, despite science and just obviousness, will claim that. Well, there's not an advantage there. And when you had Megan Rapinoe of the women's team come out and say, well, girls just need to learn to deal with it, and there really isn't much advantage, one of the examples that was consistently pointed out is that the U.S. women's team, like the championship team, best women's team in the world, just for fun, competed against under 15 boys academy team FC Dallas under so so under 15 and the boys beat them not barely they beat them this was years ago and this is oftentimes noted as an illustration of how absurd it is to claim that there's no advantage for men to compete against women in most sports. Now, there are certain things, I imagine, like gymnastics, and there, there are going to be areas in which women have advantages when it comes to agility, certain components, that women would have the advantage. But when it comes to these sports, that, that are, you're talking about strength, it's just that's science, that's reality, that's, that's biology. And this, this story is based off the fact that Carly Lloyd was on social media and somebody asked her, is this true that this happened? Which, first off, it's not hard to find out if it happened or not. I mean, it was an it happened. And she said, yes, it's true. And so the story is written as if this is some new revelation. This is not a revelation. It apparently, though, is a revelation to mainstream out there because this go this shows to what extent the media goes to craft information to lead you to a certain conclusion so in other words if media did its job every time there was some story about transgenderism in sports and there was a claim that the media covered, which they oftentimes do. They will get a quote from somebody who supports boys competing in women's sports if they identify as a girl or as a woman. And they will, you know, anytime those left-wingers would say, well, there's no proof that men or boys have an advantage, that that's not true, they would note the examples of over and over and over again, of course, in which boys have overwhelmed even the best in women. And this would be an example everyone would know about. But if you get your news from mainstream media outlets, you have no clue that that game ever even took place because they hide that information from you. And they hide it from you because their goal isn't generally their approach 
is not okay. Here's a story. Here's the information. And here's all of the things, all of the different components to this discussion. Here it is. Now, now that's our job. We've done our job. It is you are supposed to believe a certain thing. And that thing is boys should be able to compete against girls if they identify as girls. Any information that might mislead you into believing the wrong thing, we're not going to present to you because you may misunderstand the information. You may take that information and incorrectly apply it to your thought process on this particular issue and come to the wrong conclusion. So we're not going to give you that information. That's their approach. Their approach is there is a conclusion that you as the reader, the viewer, the listener are supposed to arrive at, and they are going to give you the information that is most likely going to lead you to that conclusion and any of the facts that might distract you from that conclusion, they are going to leave out of the story. And that's how you can end up with this discussion oftentimes involving or centered around women's soccer and never have any concept that this has actually been tested before. Now, I want to read you the story because the second part of this is because of Carly Lloyd's, if you will, her explanation as to why the boys won. So the Fox News story reads, several years ago, the U.S. women's national team competed against FC Dallas under 15 boys academy teams. This is the U.S. women's national team. The one they've won the big one against boys 14 and under. The 2017 matchup was scheduled to help USWNT prepare for a friend of friendly matches with Russia's national team. Now, right there, what does that tell you? In order to prepare the what is seen as the best women's team in the world to take on Russia's national team, they had them compete against boys 14 and under. So that there tells you that they acknowledge that there is a disproportionate advantage that males have over females when it comes to this particular sport. The story continues this week, former USWNT star Carly Lloyd admitted that the women's national team suffered a 5-2 loss to the under-15 boy team. Lloyd was asked to confirm the outcome of the game in question. Someone on Twitter asked, is it true you lost to a bunch of 15-year-old boys? They were actually under 15. To which she responded, yes, it's true. I know. Thousands of people have already brought that up, she responded. The two-time Olympic gold medalist also pointed out that despite the loss to the group of teenagers, the USWNT still went on to win at the Olympics and the Women's National Cup, saying they were good. We actually lost to a youth Byron Munich team in my career as well. So it wasn't the first time that they lost in such a contest. She noted, but we went on to win Olympics and World Cups. Yes. Do you know why? because they were competing competing against other teams comprised of women. They were on an equal playing field in terms of the natural physical ability of the players that comprise the teams. So in and I, and I don't know 
I mean, I suppose it was somewhat of a defense of their playing abilities to say, well, yeah, we lost against boys, underage boys, minors, um, not just once, but twice. But, hey, we won in the Olympics twice. So, you know, what do you think about that? Well, I think that's because you are competing against other women. Not other individuals who were born of a, of a, of a male gender that have physical advantages in that particular sport. But this is the best part she wrote in a separate social media post. And this was in defense of them, and it is in defense of, of the women's team, of the under-15 boys that beat them. Quote, they should beat us. They're bigger, stronger, and faster. Boys always gave us a run for our money. It was great prep. And I agree with the great prep. I mean, what better way to train than to play somebody who is better than you? That's how you get better. You rise to their level. You learn things. You push yourself. You don't get better by competing against people who are your equals or below you. But here she notes the obvious and that, yeah, they should beat us because they're bigger, stronger, faster. Yes. Yes, all of these things she is saying are true. And what is sad and unfortunate is these completely clear and obvious realities that as a human race, we have all without question agreed upon until the last couple of years that Democrats decided that they wanted to, for political reasons, start claiming otherwise. Springfield's Talk 1041. I'm Nick Reed from Scramblers this morning. It is our first responders breakfast. You're a first responder. You get free breakfast uh, here at Scramblers until 9 a.m. Thanks to Barker Frame and Collision and Pyramid Roofing. A traffic update. Uh, well, no, not that yet, but soon. I'm Nick Reed. I'm sexy and I know it. All right, um, hunting season. Show us your best shot. This is uh, something that uh, third at least, if not fourth year, we've done this. And Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio sponsoring this year. It gives you a chance. You post those photos anyway. Uh, you know, you get yourself a deer and you take the pictures maybe with your kids and you post them on social media. Now you got a chance to win an awesome prize pack. Just go over to KSGF.com. You can put it there. It doesn't even have to be this season. And uh, of all of the entries, at what you know, there, there's going to be a random drawing of uh, one of, uh, you know, or from those who entered and when you enter and whomever gets it, you're going to win an awesome prize pack from Brad Pistol and Safe Money Radio. Uh, it's a, roughly about 500 bucks in value or so. Brad Pistol himself, he, he gathered all this. Day. He went around and he's a hunter. And so uh, he, I'm sure, thought to himself, what would I think would be totally awesome? And that's what he's put together. We have a whole listing of it at give us your best shot when you go to ksgf.com to submit your photos do that today here's a traffic update live from scramblers i'm nick reed now i ain't saying she a gold digger let's take a look at that first alert forecast shall we we got that fall like weather here i guess not fall like it is fall weather today sunshine 60 for a high clear 36 tonight veterans day tomorrow cloudy with a high of 57 and sunday sunny High of 63. Sarah Myers. Thank you. And I'm joined with Josh with the Pyramid Roofing Company this morning. Man, you're a little famous out here, aren't you? Uh, no, I'm not famous. I heard you guys talking about that earlier, you and Tom, and I, I'm definitely not I'm not on your guys' level at all. You'll get there.
there. Uh, maybe one day. You got maybe. people coming up like, you want us to give a testimony for this guy? He's <laughs> awesome. I paid him 20 bucks. Oh, did you? Okay, that yeah. would make sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, thank you so much for doing the uh, the first responders breakfast. We have that running until 9 a.m. So if you are a first responder, you can come out, get yourself some free breakfast. And that's no thanks brainer. to you and Parker's yeah. Frame. Yeah, you bet. It's something that uh, it's really important for the community. My brother is a paramedic, and and they do so much. I mean, these guys, you know, law enforcement out there, just especially right now, they're just being treated with a lot of disrespect, and I think it's it's sad to see that. And so we wanted to do something that would re- promote them and to give them an opportunity to come down here and get taken care of. You know, they, they work hard. They're working odd hours, busting their rear, rear ends, and uh, I, I think it's it's awesome that we could put to, uh, put this together. Exactly. Sure. Very good. Well, uh, let's talk roofing. So what, <laughs> what do you got for me today? Well, uh, we're getting into the cold season, and uh, we're probably going to be – it's been really nice this last week. We were in the 80s earlier this week, right. but I promise you we are going to get – it is the Ozarks. We're going to get some ice. We're probably going to get some snow soon. Um, there's a product out there that uh, a lot of people kind of, uh, they don't really know a lot about it. Um, it's called Ice and Water Shield. It's not its not a code requirement here down here uh, in Springfield. Uh, Green County doesn't require it. But it's something that uh, good roofing contractors will use every time. So it's something that's a leak barrier product that you put on the eaves, kind of where your gutters are. You put it in the valleys, and it's... Um, it really prevents the leaking. It prevents that's where ice can can kind of form and get up underneath the shingle and push the lift them up, get water in there, freeze, you know, get ice dams in your gutters. Uh, this is a product that's designed to prevent that from happening and prevent rotting, decking, and damage to your roof. Um, it's a, it's something that we do as a standard operating procedure on every single roof we do. We don't even offer an option to it. Um, and when you're out there, when you're if you're if you have a hail claim. Uh, and you're going to p- put a roof on, ask your contractor, if, it, if it's not pyramid, ask them if they're going to put ice and water shield and ask them where they're going to put it. A lot of guys will only put it in the valleys or they, they may only put it on the eaves or the, one or the other. So something that really is important to do on a roof. Is that something that is easy to install to a roof that doesn't have it, but somebody's interested in getting it? it it's not. It's something that has okay. to go down. I mean, you can put, if you're going to do a repair on an eave or a valley, it needs to get put down for sure. But it's not something you can put down after. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, like a liner. It's kind of like the felt, but it's something that's a little thicker uh, and, and, and it's totally uh, leak-proof, waterproof okay. membrane. Um, I saw that you guys posted on social media, I guess it was a couple of days ago, that you know we've had a lot of wind here recently. Oh, my gosh. And it's been uh, taking a lot of those leaves off of the trees. But one thing that you guys posted was you've had several uh, houses that have had uh, tree limbs fall yeah. onto the roof and cause quite a bit of damage. So is that something that you're seeing a lot on the books? Yeah, we, we do see. That's something that we get calls for almost every week, a, a, a tree branch falling on a house. Um, and if you, th- if you want us to come take a look at it, to see if you have, I've seen tree branches fall on a house and not cause any damage to the roof. So um, give us a call. Didn't you have, have that happen? Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, yeah, you did, huh? Yeah. It, I mean, it wasn't a tremendous amount. It's shingle damage. But still, it's a good idea to have people yeah. call. Yeah, definitely give us a call. That's something we don't charge for. If you're, you know, if you think that you need a roof inspection for any reason, if you're buying and selling a house, if you had a tree fall in your house, whatever you think you've got going on, give us a call. We'll come take a look at it and give you a report. No Perfect. Big, no, no problem. So if somebody calls for that uh, roof inspection, uh, on average, what's the wait time? 
We can typically get there within a couple of days. Okay. Yeah. All get right. there in a couple of days. Uh, we, right now, it's starting to slow down a little bit. We've been really busy in October, but uh, this time of year, if you want to get an inspection, it's usually a couple of days. No, no problem. Get All out right. there quick. Very good. All right. Well, if you're out there and you are wanting to do that free roof inspection right now, sounds like it's a good time. Yes. Uh, Josh, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for doing the, the first responders breakfast. Like I said, you have until 9 a.m. to come out here if you're a first responder. Get yourself some free breakfast. Josh, how do people get a hold of you? Uh, they can get a hold of us at uh, pyramidroofingmo.com or the Sarah's endorsement tab on ksgf.com. All right, very good. Well, I hope you have a good rest of your weekend. You too. All right, this is Sarah Myers, Springfield's Talk 1041. Well, now here's a nice, heartwarming little story here. A Palestinian who is heralded as a hero and compared to Rosa Parks by liberal media after she assaulted an Israeli Defense Force soldier was arrested Monday for inciting terrorism and calling to, quote, drink the blood of Jews. I mean, almost word for word, Rosa Parks. Quote, the IDF has carried out substantial numbers of counterterrorism activities since October 7th and has apprehended hundreds of suspects overnight. Overnight, the IDF carried out activity and apprehended individuals suspected of involvement in terrorism activity and incitement during the activity. Uh, Ahed Tamimi, who is suspected of inciting violence and calling for terrorist activity to be carried out, was apprehended. She was transferred to Israeli security forces for further questioning. The arrest pertained to a social media post, allegedly from her social media account, which called for Palestinians to drink Jewish blood and eat their skulls. The image posted to IG stories allegedly said, Our message to the herd of settlers, we are waiting for you in all the West Bank cities, from Hebron to Janine. We will slaughter you, and you will say what Hitler did to you was a joke. We will drink your blood and eat your skulls. Come on, we are waiting for you. Once again, I see how it is that the liberal media would think Rosa Parks when they hear when they hear the words of this this great hero of the Palestinians. Tamimi's mother first denied the posts were from her daughter's official account, later tried to claim that the account was hacked. Essentially, the pattern here is following the same pattern. Every time a liberal posts something that gets some sort of backlash, uh, no, it wasn't me, oh, it got hacked. Uh, I'm sure eventually what will happen is an acknowledgement that it wasn't hacked, but somebody who is authorized to use the Facebook account uh, made an unauthorized post that, of course, in no way, shape, or form, I condone, and so forth, and so forth, and so forth. Uh, Tamimi was an icon to the liberal media after an Israeli military court sentenced her to eight months in prison for slapping and kicking two soldiers back in 2018. The assault featured glorified coverage in liberal media outlets, and uh, so now they ought to really love her. Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. Springfield's Talk 1041. I am Nick Reed, and we've got a good 16, 17 minutes or so. If you're a first responder, get on out here to Scramblers. Get free breakfast thanks to Pyramid Roofing and Barker's Frame and Collision. Don't forget also for all those home loan needs, I want a great home loan.com. Of course, you want a great home loan. Who doesn't want a great home loan? But here's the thing lots of companies are going to tell you, oh, yeah, we're great. That's why you should go through us. I recommend you read the reviews. 
the actual reviews. And you can tell generally. I think most people can tell when it's a review that was posted by somebody who's an employee or a relative of someone who works there and they're incentivized to get as many positive posts as possible versus actual real people. And when you read the reviews of folks who have used IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com, you see a lot of consistency about keeping on top of it, about problems that arose, but they handled it immediately. The ability to, at 7.30 p.m. on Saturday, get a hold and talk to one of the characters or a team member about some sort of hiccup that, that you're concerned about. IWantAGreatHomeLoan.com because you do. There has been some coverage i don't know if it's hit mainstream media yet or even if it will if it will i'm going to tell you how it's going to play out and it has to do with this kill switch in vehicles that was i'll say hidden it it was put into i want to say the inflation reduction act it was one of the um it was the infrastructure bill is what it was and Republican Rep. Thomas Massey of Kentucky said Thursday that the kill switch provision from the infrastructure law, um, you know, noted that it was going to be a backseat driver for Americans. Now, it's going to be much worse than that. He had an amendment to kill the provision, and it was defeated by a 229 to 201 vote, which meant that a number of Republicans had to side with the Democrats in order to make sure that the government could still force car companies to put this in here. And so what this is is going to do is require manufacturers to put a, a kill switch in vehicles that will have the technology to monitor you with cameras and other devices and then have an outside entity be able to flip a digital switch and stop your vehicle from operating. This is being uh, marketed as a way to stop drunk drivers. That is not what this is about. This is not what this is about. Now, let me tell you what this is about. This is ultimately laying the groundwork for the dream scenario of totalitarianism, totalitarianists in government, left-wingers in particular. And that is to tell you when and where you can drive and how many people you can drive and under what conditions you can drive. It is to com- have complete and total control over when you are allowed to go somewhere. The technology, I I mean, if you give third party ability to flip a switch, or even if at some point the switch is in there and it is originally set up so that under certain conditions it will prevent your vehicle from operating, let's say uh, you're swerving around a lot or the cameras that are part of this technology can tell by your eyes that you have been drinking too much or your eyelids are droopy and so it shuts down. If the technology exists for the vehicle to be shut down in a manner other than by you, the driver, then that means that technology can be allowed to any third party, the government, whomever. 
this is presented as stopping DUIs because that is going to be popular. That is going to be acceptable to people. You will get, if, if, if the people behind this need it, they will get Mothers Against Drunk Driving. They will have ad campaigns. They will uh, have parents who's, uh, who lost children due to a drunk driver, someone who, who has been convicted of drunk driving 13 separate times. And, all, and th- this, they would be alive today if only this simple and common sense technology existed. And after all, as long as you're not driving drunk, why would you be opposed to this? That's why they're telling you that's what this is for. And I'm not saying that they won't use it for that, but that's not ultimately the purpose. Think about all of the things that liberals talk about they wish people would do in terms of driving. Number one, not drive as much. Number two, not drive alone. This will allow government, once they decide that they're going to do it, to tell you you cannot drive unless you have at least four people in your vehicle or unless your vehicle is being used at full capacity. Because otherwise, you are putting out pollution for one person that could be divided for the transportation amongst four. And so by not coordinating with others in your family or your neighborhood in your community to ride share for the sake of the environment you are quadrupling the damage to the planet and so this technology when the government decides they want to use it for such will be used to not allow you to start up your vehicle unless you have bodies in every single seat or at you know at if not every seat have at least one other person with you if the government decides that in the name of the environment you should only drive so many miles every week they can they'll be able to set it up to where after so many miles your vehicle will no longer start now of course they'll make it all seem very reasonable i mean we're not going to cut you off mid-drive but once you expire the next time you stop and they can use gps so it'll be at your home so you won't be stranded at the grocery store they'll tell you how convenient it will be but if you use up all your allotted miles The next time it's in your driveway and you go out to start the vehicle, it it won't start until you're allowed to, you know, you're like rollover miles or you're, you know, once you, you get all of your miles back. These are all the things that they will be allowed to do. And do we really think these people won't do it? I mean, these are people who have leveraged their power to block you from speaking your mind on the Internet. These are the ultimate control freaks. And it fills them with an almost seething rage to recognize that there are people out there who think that you don't have the right to tell them what to do. Or that they don't have the right to tell you what to do. That infuriates them. They will jump at the chance. Oh, hey. Uh, you were uh, you know, in Washington, D.C. on January 6th, and you traveled there via your vehicle. Clearly, you cannot be trusted to drive your own vehicle. So guess what we're going to do? Shut off your car. 
You keep showing up at school board meetings and harassing these poor school board members about critical race theory. Guess what? Shut off your car. Well, I'll get a ride with someone else. Well, here's where the camera technology comes into place. Guess what? Facial recognition. Any other vehicle that you're in that tries to start up, guess what? Won't start up. Oh, you hide your face. Well, guess what? There'll be penalties for that because you are evading the technology. See all the things that they can do? Now, Massey noted that... He's been called uh, a conspiracy theorist because of the legislation. That, oh, and, and that's, that's what they'll say to anyone who points out this is the obvious direction things will go. You're just a conspiracy theorist. It is not a conspiracy theory to have your eyes open and to recognize how people behave and their patterns of behavior. It's like saying you're a conspiracy theorist if somebody is an abusive alcoholic and they come home with a 12-pack of beer that you know what's coming next. That doesn't make you a conspiracy theorist. It makes you recognize the behavior of that individual based off of repeated patterns. And when we're dealing with people in government who every single chance that they have utilize their power, oftentimes via technology, to dictate how you live your life. Once they are given that technological power, all in the name of this one little tiny thing, it's just to stop drunk driving, who would be against that? You have to be foolish, putting it kindly, to believe that they won't go forward and utilize that technology. And you're going to have a lot of, uh, you know, these elected officials. And clearly there's some Republicans that stopped or they, they voted against the amendment that would have done away with this kill switch mandated by the government. There are a number of Republicans. And what will happen is when the day comes, if there are those that do the research and they note, hey, you supported this. You've uh, Well, we had no idea. When we passed oh, and we supported it, when we were against the amendment, I mean, we were guaranteed there were safeguards in place. Isn't it interesting? The people who put who, the people who are in power and utilize these laws, these regulations and these technologies to violate your rights are the same people who previously said, oh, don't worry, we won't. Live from Scramblers, Springfield's Talk 1041, I'm Nick Reed. Sarah Myers, everyone. Thank you. I have a couple of things to tell you about Quick Draw Gun in Monette. First, uh, they are wanting to thank all their veterans for their service. So this week, all veterans get a free bottle of Lucas Gun Oil at Quick Draw Gun. So if you are a veteran, I recommend you take a trip and uh, stop down there and get some of that. And second, if you are planning on, uh, you know, getting out there in the woods this weekend, they have done a huge restock of deer hunting rifles. They did this yesterday, and they have um, every Everything from Browning, Remington, um, Mossberg, Weatherby, and so much more. They also posted, let me pull this up really quick. Um, they Somebody asked them, how much ammo do you still have in stock? And they said that they still have most major calibers in stock. So if you are a procrastinator, it's okay. You can still head down there and uh, get yourself a new firearm for your firearm collection or some ammo as well. Now, you can find all of the contact information.
information, their shop hours, their actual physical address, all of that information is going to be housed under the Sarah's Endorsements tab at KSGF.com. And uh, again, a huge thank you and a recognition of Veterans Day this weekend. Thank you to Pyramid Roofing, Barker's Frame and Collision for, along with Scramblers, buying breakfast for first responders this morning. Hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. Again, thank you, veterans. Talk to you Monday. I'm Nick Reed.